Hey guys, it's Simi, and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited, as we are here on the 11th of September 2020 to talk about everything that went down tonight on Friday night, SmackDown. Uh, tonight's SmackDown was a decent show. I wouldn't call it great or anything. I'd say it was decent. And I want to know what you guys thought of tonight's SmackDown. Let's throw up a poll here on Twitch, twitch.tv, a forward slash PWUnlimited to watch all of our live streams recorded live. What did you think of tonight's SmackDown? I want to know what you guys in the live chat thought of tonight's SmackDown. Did you like it? Did you think it was all right? Or did you not like it? Got the poll going live now. Let me know what you guys thought of tonight's Friday Night Smackdown. Also, if you guys want to be part of tonight's show, you can do so by texting in to 510 906 1341. Again, the number is 510-906-1341. Let me get that number in the live chat for you guys. And bada bing, bada boom. There we go. The number will also be scrolling across the screen right down here periodically throughout the show. And, and, remember, you can support us a couple of different ways here on Twitch. You can support us by either giving us a bits donation, which is really, really appreciated, or you can give us a subscription. You can subscribe to us here on Twitch. You can do that a couple of different ways, either with a tiered subscription or for free with Amazon Prime, because if you have Amazon Prime, then that means you have Twitch Gaming. No, I still haven't got this right. Prime Gaming. And if you have Prime Gaming, then Amazon gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I would greatly, greatly appreciate it if we were that one channel that you used your Prime Gaming subscription on right here, PW Unlimited. But with that, we got a number of you in the live chat. We got a number of you watching right now on Twitch. Remember also, if you miss any of tonight's show or miss any of our previous live stream reviews, you can catch those at youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited so let's get into tonight's smackdown smackdown started with a rather long recap of all the roman reigns stuff recently roman reigns getting the universal title and aligning with paul Heyman, and then his cousin winning the number one contendership and now the two are going to face off a clash of champions just a very long recap to open up the show and then well roman reigns and paul Heyman came out afterwards well, after the promo, opened up the show. The Universal Champion Roman Reigns Paul Heyman made their way down to the ring as fans gave him the thumbs down on the screens. There were also a lot of boos. Heyman noted that the Tribal Chief is letting him fill fans in on the plan. Heyman explained that Reigns wanted him to explain everything and hide no secrets. He then discussed Jey Uso winning the Fatal 4-Way last week to earn a title shot at Clash of Champions. He praised Uso and introduced him. 
Jey Uso came out and thanked Heyman for getting him into the Fatal 4-Way. He pointed out that Heyman and his family, they go way back, way back. Heyman then pointed out that Uso shouldn't be thanking him. He should be thinking, thanking Reigns because he's Heyman's boss and he came up with the plan. Reigns noted that Uso doesn't have to thank him for anything. He said that Uso earned it and is going to get a huge payday at the pay-per-view. Reigns told Uso, the class of champions isn't going to be his moment though. Just like when they were kids, Roman is always going to beat the Usos. Corbin's music would hit and he comes down to the ring. He said it's obvious that this was all a setup and it's a classic case of nepotism. Corbin noted that there's nothing he hates more than watching someone abuse their power. And my first thought was, why is he mad now that Jay got added to the match and not last week before the match ever took place? Why is he pissed off now after he lost and not, whoa, 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 I didn't know he was going to be in this match. This isn't fair. You do that before the match. And then we had Sheamus also come out and bitch and moan the same exact way. Um, Since Saturday says it's pronounced favoritism. No, he said nepotism. Classic case of nepotism. So Sheamus interrupts and makes his way down to the ring. He agrees with Corbin that Heyman pulled strings to get the Uso in the match. Sheamus complained that there's no way to prepare for an Uso. Uso would then go on to challenge Corbin and Sheamus to a match tonight. He said he will team with his cousin Roman in a tag team match against them too. Corbin attacked Jay, but he dumped him to the floor. Sheamus charged and went shoulder first into the post. Reigns never helped, nor did he agree to the match. He just stood there and watched with a a smirk on his face. Again, how are you going to bitch and moan about a guy being added to a match a week after the match took place? A full week after the match took place. You bitch and moan before the match and say, hey, 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 no, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. This isn't fair. He's not supposed to be in the match. It's unfortunate what happened to Big E, but no. I mean, it just doesn't make sense that they're they're pissed off now. What did, what did they think was going to happen? They're going to redo the match tonight, the Fatal 4-Way? Or that they're just going to get added to the match at Clash of Champions? Oh, hell no. So there's an, um, there's an announcement after this little brawl. Michael Cole let us know that four women will be battling for a shot at the SmackDown Women's Championship and the SmackDown Women's Champion Bayley for Class of Champions. In this match, we will see Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Lacey Evans, and Tamina. So then on the graphic on the screen, then said, Next up, Intercontinental Championship will be on the line when Jeff Hardy takes on and defends against AJ Styles. Sami Zayn was outraged by this. He was in the production truck and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. How can you call this an Intercontinental Championship match if I'm right here with the Intercontinental Championship? If I'm the real champion, if I'm the Intercontinental Champion, not them. So before the match even gets started, Sammy interrupted. He was furious they build this a match for the title. Zayn noted that he never lost his title and is still the real champion. He admitted that they crowned a sham champion during his absence. Adam Pierce would come out with a bunch of security and told Sammy, hey, we ain't doing this right now. Let's go. Come on, to the back now. 
And for some reason, they mic'd up Adam Pierce just to make sure we heard everything he said, even though he really didn't say anything specific. So Styles and Hardy had a really good match until the finish. Styles jumped Hardy to start the match, and he beat him down. Uh, Hardy fought back and hit him with a twist of fate. He climbed to the top rope, and we thought, whoa, is this going to end really quick? No. Hardy got, got a little bamboozled here. He went for the swanton, and AJ moved. Hardy then crashed hard on the mat as we went to the first commercial break. Back from the break, Styles was firmly in control. He beat down Hardy around ringside. Hardy recovered and jumped off the steps and crashed into Styles. Hardy would then hit a whisper in the wind for a near fall. Styles regained control and attempted a Styles clash. Hardy countered and hit a basement drop kick. Styles attacked Hardy, injured the knee for a few, and, and injured the knee from a few weeks ago. Styles then set up for the phenomenal forearm when Sami Zayn would pull him off the apron. He sent Styles into the ring post and hit a halluva kick on Hardy. So there you go. Sami Zayn interrupts, interferes, screws up the match. It was a really good match. They then let us know that Ray, um, Jay Uso and Roman Reigns will be teaming up tonight against King Corbin and Sheamus. Jay Uso was talking to Roman backstage in the locker room. Hardy then struggled to get up after the match. He stumbled around and then fell over on the ramp. Michael Cole and Corey Graves said that they were concerned. Very interesting here that less than a week after his brother suffers a concussion and gets hurt and can't really walk and stumbled around, they do this with Jeff. Very, very interesting. I wasn't a big fan of that. Back from the break, Elise Ashton informed everyone that Jeff Hardy didn't lose consciousness and fell because of dehydration. Okay. Cool. Uh, we see Jeff being attended to by the trainer when Sami Zayn would interrupt. He wanted to talk about the real news. Styles noted that Hardy cheated to beat him and Zayn disappeared for months. Styles promised to win the IC title. Well, if he already has the title, why does he got to win it? That's what I didn't get. If he says he's got the title. So in the Champions Lounge, the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits, approached the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. The Street Profits want to check out what this Champions Lounge is all about. Cesaro and Nakamura had a match and told the Street Profits not to touch anything. And then they started eating all the popcorn as the SmackDown champs left. So we get a promo from earlier in the day. Lucha House Party discussed winning the SmackDown Tag Team titles, possibly. Kalisto referred to himself as the leader of the Lucha House Party. Lindsay Dorado and Grand Menelik didn't really seem to like that comment. Also, it's cool to see Kali uh, Lindsay Dorado wearing this gear that he made. And the cool thing about it is we actually got to watch him make this gear on his Twitch. I've never actually watched someone make their wrestling gear before. So seeing Lince Dorado make this gear on his Twitch and then actually see him wearing it on television is actually really cool. At least to me. It's a kind of a nerdy thing. Yeah, but hey, I, I liked it. So the trainer was checking on Jeff in the back and told him he needs fluids. 
Zayn interrupted and started brawling with Hardy. Hardy ain't that messed up if they could fight. So next up, we had Lucha House Party. It was Kalisto and Grand Metalik this week with Lince Dorado at ringside. Taken on in a non-title match, SmackDown Tag Team Champions Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Wasn't much of a match, though, to be completely honest. Grand Metalik took Cesaro down with the head scissors to give the faces the early advantage, but then Kalisto had a splash off of Grand Metalik's shoulders on Cesaro for a near fall. This is when the heels took over and isolated Kalisto on their corner. In a cool spot, Cesaro held Kalisto in a gut-wrench suplex position, but then Nakamura hit a knee to Cesaro. Hit, oh. Nakamura hit a knee first before Cesaro then hit the suplex. It was cool. He had him in the, the, the gut-wrench. Nakamura ran in, kneed him, and as soon as he kneed him, Cesaro, boom, popped up the suplex. Really cool spot. All of a sudden, we hear some commotion, and we see the Street Profits appear on the big screen. They're having a party in the Champions Lounge. The heels were distracted. Kalisto rolled up Cesaro and picked up the victory. After the break, the Street Profits continued partying in the Champions Round Lounge when the Lucha House Party joined in. So then Bailey would make her way out to the ring. She came out with a chair. She grabbed a mic and sat in the middle of the ring and cut a really, really good promo. They recapped the angle between Bailey and Sasha from last week. This was funny. My daughter was watching. She didn't see last week's show. And she goes, Bailey attacked Sasha Banks? I was like, yeah. She goes, so they're not friends anymore? I'm like, I don't think so. She goes, okay, I'm fine with it. They're still my two favorite. I was like, okay. Whatever floats your boat there, little girl. So Bailey noted that everyone is asking about Sasha. What's wrong with Sasha? What happened with Sasha? But no one is asking about Bailey and how she is feeling. She bragged about beating down and injuring her best friend. Bailey pointed out that she's not naive. And she knew that Banks was eventually going to strike. Bailey knows that Banks pretended to be her best friend. But she was just using her. Bailey knows that because she used Banks every step of the way. Bailey noted that last week Banks was completely. After last week, Banks is completely useless to her. Basically, Banks said that, I used you. I got what I needed. I'm the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion. Now I don't need you anymore. This is a really good promo. Bailey was very serious, very just great delivery. So, as Bailey was leaving, we started setting up for the next match, and Nikki Cross would make her way out for the Fatal 4-Way. As Nikki Cross was running down the ramp, she was attacked from behind by Bailey. Bailey laid her out with a steel chair as we went to commercial break. After we came back from commercial break, Alexa Bliss was down at ringside checking on Nikki Cross. She had more of them braid dreadlock deals in her hair. Then we got this fatal four-way match that, in my opinion, kind of dragged. Especially when it was just Tamina and Lacey in there by themselves. The heels cleared the ring early of the baby faces. Evans and Tamina went back and forth until Bliss jumped back in. Tamina splashed Bliss in the corner and sent Evans to the floor. Cross finally recovered and jumped on Tamina's back. Cross then ran wild and scored a near fall on Tamina. She then tossed Tamina to the floor and Bliss follows up with a sliding drop kick. As she hit the drop kick, Michael Cole noted that the Fiend is not affecting Bliss tonight. And of course, 
When she hears the word fiend, she goes into a trance. Lexa started just wandering around ringside. Nikki Cross saw her and was very concerned, but then said, nope, nope, gotta get my head in the game, and she had a flying crossbody off the apron to the two heels at ringside. Bliss was still in her trance when she would grab Nikki Cross and actually hit her with the sister Abigail on the floor, laying her out. We then go to commercial break. When we come back, we learn that during the commercial break, Alexa Bliss was tranced still and left the ring. Basically walked up the ramp and left. So at one point, Lacey Evans uh, hit a moonsault on Tamina for a near fall, but Cross broke up the pin attempt. Cross ran wild and scored a near fall on Evans, but Tamina made the save. Evans then hit the woman's right on Tamina and Cross hit the neckbreaker on Evans. Tamina jumped in out of nowhere, flew halfway across the ring, if not farther, and broke up a pin here off of that neckbreaker. Tamina would then miss a super kick and Cross would roll her up to pick up the victory. So Nikki Cross will now be challenging Bailey at Clash of Champions for the SmackDown Women's Championship. My first thought was, I really don't want to see any of these four challenge for the title. If I were going to pick any of them, I guess I would go Alexa because that's what we haven't seen yet. But that didn't happen and we're getting Nikki Cross again. And then showed a vignette of a blonde woman getting dressed and putting on a fur coat. Now, here's the thing. Seen a lot of people on social media go, oh my God, it's got to be Carmella. That's, that's it. It's got to be Carmella. There's nobody else it can be. Now, I don't know who this is going to be. But here's a couple things I noticed. A, that blonde, the blonde hair that is, was a fresh dye. Because when you look at Carmella and the, the blonde hair that she has, more of a dirty blonde kind of deal where you can see all the brown coming through the roots all the time. So, yes, it could be Carmella and they freshly bleached her hair. But hear me out, guys. What if it's not Carmella? What if it's somebody else that used to be a blonde? What if it's somebody else that used to bleach her hair the same way? What if it's someone we haven't seen in a very long time? My prediction might be, my prediction, who I was thinking, Chelsea Green. What if we go back to her her TNA Impact days where she was blonde? What if we go that route and say, Chelsea's now blonde, you know, play this whatever character, and she's now on SmackDown. Yes, it could be Carmella, and I guess I'd be okay with that. I mean, it's something different for Carmella, maybe. But I would prefer it to be somebody new, somebody debuting on the main roster. And why not bleach Chelsea's hair back and let it be Chelsea Green? Uh, Adams Humphrey says, I'm thinking it's Eva Marie. Doubt it, because last time they asked her to dye her hair blonde, she ended up doing red. So I don't think she's going to want to go blonde if she didn't want to go back in 2013 or whatever it was. They literally said, you look too much like the Bellas when her hair was brown. They said, can you please go dye it blonde? She ended up dyeing it red. So, yeah, I don't don't know if it would be Eva Marie because I don't know if she wants to go blonde. I don't know if she would want to go blonde. She's been red. She's been purple. Now she's pink. So we'll see. We didn't see a face. 
But if I'm a betting man, and again, I don't have any knowledge on this. I wasn't told anything. I'm going to guess Chelsea Green. And she's going back to her old school TNA look as far as the blonde hair. What was her name in? can't remember her name in TNA. Laurel Van Ness. That's what it is. Laurel Van Ness. Um, Adam Humphrey says, what about Caitlyn? Well, first off, she doesn't want to come back to be full-time wrestler. And second, that ain't Caitlyn's body. Trust me. Caitlyn is a bodybuilder type. That is no way, shape, or form a bodybuilder type. The legs are too small. The waist is not proportionate to Caitlyn's waist. And it's just the shoulders. Everything's too small and, and proportionate to Caitlyn. It's 100% not Caitlyn. I can tell you that for sure. It is not... Um, What's her real name? Oh, crap. It's on the tip of my tongue. This is going to bug me if I don't... Celeste Bonin. It is not her. But, I mean, a lot of people think it's Carmella. I'm going to throw my, my hat in the ring and say, hey, why can't it be Chelsea Green? Our poll did finish here on Twitch. What did you guys think of tonight's SmackDown? 68% of you. Thought that tonight's SmackDown was just all right. 21% of you said I didn't like it. And 11% of you said I liked it. Ooh-ah. oof So going forward, Otis took on John Morrison. Match was all right and fine. Hi, Rob Bubba. If they're not going to sign Mick's daughter, they ain't signing Hogan's daughter. Trust me. Because Mick Foley's daughter, Noelle, Everything I've ever heard about the two women would be well, the one out of the two that would actually do the work as far as like training to be a wrestler and not just, oh, my daddy's Hulk Hogan. I'm going to live off of that and, and give me what I want because of that. No, no. Because I've heard things about Brooke Hogan where she kind of comes off as a spoiled little princess. And as far as Noelle, she's one that would, would what's the word I'm looking for? work for for things. I mean, look at Mick's son. Mick's son started as a writer's assistant in WWE, didn't get the job because of who his father is, and has worked his way all the way up to co-head writer of 205 Live. So just saying. I don't think it's Brooke Hogan. From all the stuff that I've ever heard, I doubt WWE would sign her. All right, sorry about that. So next up, like I said, we had Otis versus John Morrison. They recapped John Morrison stealing Otis's Money in the Bank briefcase, only to find out that it was actually his lunchbox. Miz joined commentary with Cole and Graves. Otis hit a shoulder tackle early on to gain the advantage. Morrison was briefly in control until Otis hit a belly-to-belly suplex. The Miz then caused a distraction, and Otis missed a charge in the corner. Morrison then tossed tossed the Money in the Bank lunchbox to the Miz, and Miz ran off with it. Thinking, okay, briefcase, didn't have the contract, lunchbox, gotta have the contract. Otis then recovered and hit a splash in the corner. He then hit a Vader bomb and picked up the victory over Morrison. 
So after the break, Otis and Tucker were looking for Miz and Morrison. Otis then revealed that he has the real Money in the Bank lunchbox. It's in the Money in the Bank briefcase. In another part of the arena, the Miz opened the lunchbox to find nothing but an apple core. We've done this two weeks now. I'm over it already. Uh, they then recapped Sheamus attacking and injuring Big E last week. Not really sure why they had to reshow that. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, it's not like they gave an update on Big E or anything. At least not that I heard. We then got the Firefly Funhouse. Remember, Bray was supposed to introduce a new character. Bray welcomed everybody to the Firefly Funhouse. He said that Roman Reigns has the Universal Championship. He said the most important part is how one deals with losses. The phrase, less you know, then flashed across the screen, which is a parody of NBC's PSA, The More You Know from the 90s. Wyatt then introduced the newest member of the Firefly Funhouse, the Preserving a Parrot. The parrot never flew out of the box because Wyatt forgot to cut holes in it and he died. The evil Vince McMahon puppet then showed up and noted that Wyatt couldn't handle the Firefly Funhouse on his own. He then introduced the newest puppet, Wobbly Walrus. Wyatt gave a shocked look, and the segment ended. Or this segment ended after the walrus said, My name is Wobbly Walrus. Yes, the walrus is making is, is basically them making fun of Paul Heyman. That is the Wobbly Walrus. Wobbly Walrus is supposed to be freaking Bray's Paul Heyman. Roman's got Paul Heyman. Now Bray wants his own Paul Heyman. I don't know where this is leading to, but cool. It was all right. So next up, we had the tag team match. It was supposed to be, which it eventually was, but it was supposed to be from the start. Universal champion Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, King Corbin. Or Jey Uso against King Corbin and Sheamus. Match was fine. The focus was that Roman was not there at the start of the match. Jay made his way down to the ring. Corbin and Sheamus jumped him and attacked him, and then the match started without Roman. Jay made a brief comeback, but Sheamus tripped him up. Corbin then hit the deep six for a near fall. The heels dominated Jay and mocked him for not having a partner. Uso fought back and knocked Sheamus off the apron. He caught Corbin with a super kick and followed it up with a Samoan drop. He then missed a charge in the corner. Jamison hit the white noise and only got a near fall off of it. Jamison started to set up for the brogue kick when Roman Reigns' music would hit. Roman and Heyman would then walk down to the ring. This distracted Sheamus. Jamison tried to go for the brogue kick. Jay Uso ducked it, went a little crazy, knocked down Sheamus, knocked down Corbin with the suicide dive, and then hit Sheamus with a super kick. Jay then climbed to the top rope, but as he climbed to the top rope, Roman walked up the steps and tagged himself in. He went for the Uso splash, but the ref wouldn't count. The ref said, you're not the legal man, he is. Jay would get out of the ring. Roman would get in the ring. Roman would then hit Sheamus with a um, a spear. And there we go. He pins Sheamus to pick up the victory. So the new thing here is Roman just shows up towards the end of a match to pick up the win. To say, wreck everyone and leave. Hoo-ah. That's it. 
So, so from now on, are we supposed to believe that if Roman Reigns is going to be in a match, that he's not going to come out at the start? What about in the singles match against Jay? Is Jay going to go out there and stand there for five minutes till Roman comes out? That I'm a little weary of. I don't know exactly how that's going to work. But after the match, Heyman and Roman started walking up the ramp and Jay followed. Roman then stood at the top of the ramp. Jay raised his arm with the belt. And Roman kind of looked at him and snarled. Like, like, (laughs) very interesting. Very, very interesting. But that was Friday Night SmackDown. If I had to rate the show, I would probably say that tonight's SmackDown... I'd give it a, um, I'd probably go six and a half to seven. So we'll, we'll give it a seven. Really like the Bailey, the Bailey segment. And I'm a little interested to see where this Alexa thing goes. Especially every time someone says Bray Wyatt. She, so I don't know. I don't know exactly how that's going to work, but we'll see. Remember, guys, if you want to be part of tonight's show, you can do so by texting in to 510-906-1341. Again, the number is 510-906-1341. Read the text messages that we do have here. Let's load them up. Uh Uh-oh. It may not want to load them. Give me two seconds, guys. Uh, let me try something here as we try to get the text messages to load because for some reason they don't want to load. Um, let's see. I might have them over here. No, might not be able to read text messages. Give me one last second. Um, Where is it? Come on. May not be able to read text messages, unfortunately, guys. Um, let me try one last thing. Sorry about that. My daughter was grabbing something out of the living room. If you guys heard a, a bang. Let's try this. See if this will let me get in. There we go. Got it. All right. Text messages. First text message here does state. The Bailey and Sasha rivalry reminds me of Kevin Owens turning on Chris Jericho in 2017. Yeah, I can see that. I can, I can see that analogy and comparison for sure. For sure. Um, this person says, do you think the mysterious blonde girl could be Tessa Blanchard wearing a wig or someone wearing a blonde wig? No. I think whoever it is, is blonde. Whether they've been blonde for a while or they just dyed their hair blonde. Whether, and, and Tessa ain't going blonde. I highly doubt Tessa dyes her hair blonde. Plus, as somebody that has super dark hair like Tessa does, not that easy to bleach your hair. When I was a kid, I'm going to say it right now. When I was a kid back in the early 2000s, it was cool to have them frosted tips, right? You spike up your hair and you have the frosted tips. I tried to do it, but because my hair is so dark, it didn't go. And my hair actually turned a shade of orange instead of bleached. So someone like Tessa with that dark of hair, I don't know if you can get that good of a bleach that we saw tonight with that hair. 
Um, and this last text message here says, why pair heel Roman with Paul Heyman of all people? Are we supposed to forget about the last five years in Brock? Well, they brought that up last week. Uso said something along the lines of, remember what this guy's put you through? And he was like, hey, hey, it's water under the bridge. So we'll see where that leads to. We'll see where all this leads to. But basically, Roman is Paul's new Brock. Brock ain't coming back anytime soon. But with that, guys, I want to thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. If you missed any of tonight's show, you can check it ooh, right over there. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. You can also follow us on social media. Follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Pro Wrestling ULTD. Follow us on Instagram by searching for Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And follow us on Twitter at PW Unlimited. Got a couple people in the comments asking if we're going to get the WWE Battlegrounds game. Does the game really come out on Friday? I don't think the game comes out Friday. I thought it was October. Oh, the game is September 18th. I'm most likely going to be getting it. I mean, I don't see why I wouldn't. I got some ideas to do some content with the game. So, yeah, I for some reason thought that game was October, but no. It's it's next Friday, the 18th. So, with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here on Twitch. Have a good night, and we'll see you next time.